Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I am your host, Spencer, and uh, we are finishing up the D-U-R section in this episode, and then the next episode will begin the D-U-S section. We all, How many episodes left do I have to record? One, two, three, four. Uh, I did that one. Five, six, seven, eight eight episodes until the end of the D's, and I actually have one more to record that I skipped, that hopefully I can record that uh, soon. You would have already heard it, though. And uh, yeah, we're oh, it's coming up so fast. Here we go. Finish up the D's, and then give myself a little bit of a break. All right, the first word in this episode is durable press. Two words, noun from 1966, and the synonym is permanent press. Is this the, um, when you're doing laundry, is there like a permanent press thing? Is that the same as durable press? Your clothes need to be cleaned with a durable press. You press the clothes down and you get all the stuff out of there, all the dirty, dirty things. I, I don't know what any of that is. Oh, I gotta do a sound effect. Okay, let's come up with something off the top of your head. Wee wee. The next word is durables with an S at the end. Noun from 1941. Consumer goods as vehicles and household appliances that are typically used repeatedly over a period of years. And these are called also durable goods. Durable goods. Now, what did we see in the previous episode? Why am I having so much trouble grabbing the piece of paper? We had durable. Um, yeah, so uh, durable goods. They're also called durables. Um, oh, so what, what kinds of appliances? We got microwave, oven, uh, f- the fridge, the refrigerator, vehicles, air conditioners, uh, toasters, air fryers. Yeah, we got one of them. Uh, yeah, just use it over and over again. And they're so... Oh, washing machines, dishwashers, uh, drying machines. What are you called? The dryer. It's just called the dryer. Uh, yeah, you use them for a long time. Hopefully, they're made to be very hardy and durable, and you don't have to replace them for a long time. And they're durable. Then we like them. They're fun. Wee wee. Next is duralumin, duralumin, D-U-R-A-L-U-M-I-N, noun from 1910. Duralumin is from 1910. It is a light, strong alloy of aluminum, copper, manganese, and magnesium. So they combine them together. That is what an alloy is, a combination of metals. I think, and they created duralumin, and so the name is from, I guess this is the same word, yeah, duralumin with a capital D, which is a trademark, so some company made this thing, and I don't know what it gets used for, but it is strong, and it is light. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes for duralumin. Next is duramater. Is that how you say it? Duramater or duramater or duramater. I think that's mater. Mater? 
but yeah. This is two words, D-U-R-A, second word, M-A-T-E-R, Duramater. Noun from the 14th century. This is the tough fibrous membrane that envelops the brain and spinal cord external to the arachnoid and pia mater. So, uh, let's see. It, it encloses the brain and the spinal cord. Is it all of the spinal cord? Probably. It's trying to keep all of the good fluids and stuff in there. Uh, it is external to the arachnoid and the pia mater. Now, the arachnoid, hmm, that sounded like a spider, and I didn't know we had any spiders in our body, so that makes me confused. Uh, and the pia mater, it's just some other part, I guess. And so this is a middle Latin, and it means literally hard mother. Hard mother. So it's like maybe your brain is the mother of your body. It's telling you what to do. Maybe this thing is hard. I, mm, I don't know. I think we got to put a link in the show notes for this one, too. The Duramater. I've heard of this. Mm, I, well, I don't know if I ever quite understood knew uh, quite knew what it was um but it's a fibrous membrane and it's uh yeah i think it's just there to uh to protect stuff like your mother protects you next is durance hmm i was gonna say it's like endurance so that's coming up this is a noun from the 15th century number one is archaic and the synonym is the word endurance so, I guess saying durance is the old way to say endurance. I gotta go run a race, and I have no endurance, and I don't also have durance. I just run for a little bit and then fall down. Two, restraint by or as if by physical force. And this is usually used in the phrase durance vile, V-I-L-E. I don't think I have ever heard that phrase before. Durance vile, restraint by or as if by physical force. So is this where somebody is holding you back? Hold me back! You ba- hold me back. I don't know, Is how do we use durance in this context? You holding me back is the durance? Vi- durance vile, vile durance? Hmm... Uh, this is from Anglo-French durer, which means to last. Uh, so if you don't have endurance, then you are not lasting the time of the race. Uh, and then it's from the Latin verb durare, which I assume also means to last. Yeah, endurance is all about lasting for a while in whatever context we're talking about. And, uh, ooh, I think this next word is probably related to... Woo! Woo! Duration. Noun from the 14th century. One, continuance in time. Time is just going, going, going. It's lasting forever. Continuing, continuing, on and on. There's the duration. It's a duration of time. What will the duration of this episode be? I'm not sure. Probably between 30 and 35 minutes. Let's keep it to that, so keep on talking. Number two. The time during which something exists or lasts. So the duration of uh, your life, the time that you are here on earth in a physical form, 
Uh, that's your duration. It's all you get. Maybe. Woo-woo! Durative is next. Adjective from 1889. The synonym is continuative. Continuative. And durative is also a noun. And I don't really remember what a continuative, something about continuating, continuation, it's described as that in a continuative way, a durative way. Uh, this is new to me. Durbar, D-U-R-B-A-R, noun from 1609. One, court held by an Indian prince. So I guess this is um, when, when they hold court, they're like, hey, everybody, let's get together and talk about the things. Um, you, I'm going to listen to you or not. I'm going to do I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I am a prince. Um, and so my, my court is the Durbar. Number two, a formal reception held by an Indian prince or an African ruler. Either one. Somehow they decided to use the same word. Um, so, yeah, it's just like anytime you're in the presence of one of these people, uh, I guess that would be a, a, you're holding court. It's a formal reception. It's a durbar. This is from the Hindi and the Urdu word darbar. I don't know how to pronounce that. From uh, the Persian word, and their word might be dar, which means, oh, I see. Uh, there, so it's the first part is from the word dar, which I think might be Persian, which means door, and then bar is the second part, and that means admission or audience. So you are admitting, you're being admitted through the door to hold audience, to be the audience for the person who is in charge, who is the ruler. So that's why that word makes perfect sense. Duress, D-U-R-E-S-S, noun from the 15th century. One, forcible restraint or restriction. Forcing something away from some place where they are, they're not allowed to be at. They're restricted from that area. They're not allowed. So they are, uh, they're under duress. They're in a duress. It's duress. Two, compulsion by threat, specifically unlawful constraint. Ooh, when you're being constrained unlawfully, uh, you're being threatened. Compulsion by threat. So I think that's you're you're being what you're being threatened to do. What to be to go away from a thing, to be compelled? No, that's different. Hmm. Um, so this is from the Anglo-French duress which means hardness or severity. That's pretty much all we get here. Um, hmm. Like maybe the, it's something's, something's very severe. Maybe the, uh, well, the being forcibly restrained is kind of severe. Um, if it's unlawful, that's kind of severe. Duress. I'm trying to think of how do we use this in context? Like you're being forced to do something under duress. Somebody's put puts a gun up to your head. Uh, that would be unlawful constraint, being yeah forced to do something by threat, duress. Hopefully, none of us are ever in that situation. Woo woo. 
Durham. How many ways can you say this? They all look pretty similar. Durham. Um, and uh, what is? How is this one different? Du Durham. 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 Capital D U R H A M. Noun from 1810. The synonym is shorthorn. And it doesn't say, I assume, though, it's some sort of a sheep, uh, animal, uh, goaty kind of something, cow, maybe? Um, because it is from County Durham, which is in England. And, you know, we, we know that they have animals like that over in that area. They must just just roam in the countryside, the, the rolling hills. So they're called Durhams. Woo! Woo! Durham rule is next. Two words. The first letters are capitalized. Noun from 1955. A legal hypothesis under which a person is not judged responsible for a criminal act that is attributed to a mental disease or defect. Hmm. I believe. I wonder if the definition of this has changed over the years since the, the 50s. Because, uh, you know, our understanding of people and mental illness has definitely changed. Okay, so what is this saying? So if a person has a mental disease or defect, using the words of the dictionary, they, uh, they are not judged responsible for a criminal act. All right, so I guess this is like, this is where you can say I'm pleading insanity. I was not mentally healthy. I was mentally ill at that moment, so you cannot... Uh, say that I am responsible for the bad thing that I did. Hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting, interesting thing there. And, you know, every every situation is going to be different. They need to be judged separately, I think. Oh, how do you figure that one out? Hmm. Well, you might be wondering, where does this name come from? It is from Monty Durham or Durham. I don't know how Monty says his name. I assume he's a he. Uh, Monty Durham, 20th century American litigant. And it does not say that Monty has died or anything like that, so he uh, he probably might still be alive. And, um, you know, he's got this uh, thing named after him. He was the first one to say this is, this is uh, a thing, an idea where you cannot be judged responsible for something that you did because you have a mental disease or defect of some kind. You are defective, is what they're saying. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe we need to put a link in the show notes for this one, too. Woo-woo! Durian. Durian, Durian, D-U-R-I-A-N, noun from 1588. A large oval... Is this... Okay, I want commas in here to help this... Whatever. It is a large oval, tasty but foul-smelling fruit with a prickly rind. So yes, that was worded a little weird, but it's fine. So this is a large oval fruit. That's the the main thing. It is foul-smelling. It smells terrible. I don't think I've ever smelled it, but I've heard that it smells bad. But it is tasty. Isn't that a strange thing? How, in nature, why does it smell bad, but taste good. Seems kind of odd, right? 
is it like is the smell there to make people and other animals not want to eat it but maybe it doesn't smell bad to other animals maybe they smell it differently than we humans do maybe some humans think it smells good i don't know but what i do know is that it has a prickly rind so it's uh it's got a lot of defense mechanisms it's prickly it smells bad but oh if you can get past those you're gonna get a good tasty treat I don't know if I've ever eaten it. I should do that someday. Two, an East Indian tree of the silk cotton family that bears durians. And this the species name is Durio zibethinus. Zibethinus. Uh, so yep, the tree, the fruit, it's all durian, and this is a Malay word. And it doesn't say what it means, it's just their word for that thing, so the word durian means durian. I'm going to have to try this sometime. During is next. D-U-R-I-N-G. Preposition from the 14th century. Number one. Throughout the duration of. That's the whole definition. Throughout the duration of. During this thing. It, it happened from time A to time B. So during that time, this thing happened. What happened? Maybe this example, swims every day during the summer. Every That's a whole lot of days. That's about three months of days. It's about 90 days swimming every day during the summer. Two, at a point in the course of, as in, was offered a job during a visit to the capital. So while they were there at one point during their visit, Somebody offered them a job. Maybe they were just walking down the street in Washington, D.C. or the the capital of their state. And somebody said, hey, you look like you need a job and I have a job to give. So why don't you come take my job during your visit? Okay, what is the etymology for this preposition? Um, Let's see. Latin durare, which I think we saw before, probably means to last. Uh, but here it says to harden or endure, but also to last. So durare, to harden, to endure, or to last. It is also from durus, which means hard, perhaps akin to the Sanskrit word daru, which means wood, and wood is hard, so that makes sense. And there's more at the word tree. Hmm. Trees, wood, Lasting, hard, enduring, endurance, duramater, during, duration. All of these words are related. Hmm. Trees. How did trees get in there? Oh, like this one. Woo-woo! Dermast oak. Dermast. That's the first word. And then oak. O-A-K. Noun. From 1791. A European oak valued especially for its dark, heavy, tough, elastic wood and for its tannin-rich bark. The species name is Quercus petraea. So, the wood is very tough and heavy and dark, but it's also elastic, and that I don't understand, but I guess that's a, a term that they use to talk about wood. Dermast, so I would assume that dur here is also related to all those words that we just talked about, like the Sanskrit daru. Um, but what does this say? 
It's perhaps an alternative of dunmast. Hmm. Dunmast, which is dun plus mast. And uh, maybe, let's see, are we able to go? Oh, not too far back. We don't have to go far back. Uh, dun, it's the color, the color dun. Grayish yellow, maybe. Hmm. So that has nothing to do with being hard. But it is, you know, it's a tree, so it's hard. Wood is hard. Hmm. And then the word mast, so we got to wait until the mast word to learn about why that was added to this. This Quercus Petraea. Durn. D-U-R-N. Variation of darn. Oh, darn you. Durn it. Durn it. I made a mistake. Duro. D-U-R-O. Noun from 1832. A Spanish or Spanish-American peso or silver dollar. I guess uh, that also was used to be called duro, which is a Spanish word short for peso duro, oh, which means hard peso. You'd see a connection with all these words. This is amazing. When you read the dictionary in order, you learn all this stuff. Why hard peso? Well, maybe because it's silver. Silver's hard. I don't know what else, what would make it not hard. What else was peso made out of? Corn? Corn isn't that hard. It's, I don't know, celery? Can you make a peso out of celery? A celery is not hard, but a silver dollar, that's going to be hard. Hmm. Hmm. I'm shocked and fascinated by all of this. Woo-woo! Duroc is next. D-U-R-O-C. Noun from 1883. It is often capitalized, and it is any of a breed of large, vigorous red American hogs. I was so ready for it to say dogs, but no, it's hogs. Big ol' big ol' piggies, and they're vigorous. I just saw some pigs yesterday. We went to uh, like a children's petting farm area. Um, we, we were all adults, though. No children were with us, but we wanted to go see some animals. I got to hold a tiny little gray bunny. Oh, my God, it was so cute. Uh, but yes, we saw some pigs, and they were just chilling, chilling in their in their place, doing doing the things that the hogs do. I don't know if any of them were Duroc hogs. The name is from Duroc with a capital D, which, huh, which was a 19th century American stallion. Now, usually in these contexts, we're talking about a human, but I don't think that uh, humans usually get called stallions. I mean, kind of, yes, but not not in this context. I don't think they're also either named Duroc. So somebody just named a horse, maybe? A Duroc? I mean, can you call a hog a stallion? That I'm not so sure about. So they named it Duroc, but then they're like, well, let's just call all these hogs Duroc, which is just a made-up word that somebody made up at some point. Mm, that's weird, weird, interesting etymology. Do we need to post a picture on social media of Duroc hogs? Okay, let's do that. Next. Durometer. D-U-R-O, meter. Durometer. Noun from circa 1879. This is an instrument for measuring hardness. 
Whoa, I bet you could have figured that one out based on all these other words that we talked about. I still think it's interesting that like duration and during are related to hard. But um, but I guess Latin is kind of weird because it says the word that it came from means to harden or endure or last. And like, I don't know, I'm, j- I'm just having some trouble com- combining lasting, enduring to hardening. I guess over time, it's lasting, it's hardening over time. I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, a durometer, it's going to measure how hard a thing is. So they're probably going to use this to measure like uh, uh, diamonds, maybe. Shine bright like a diamond. How hard is the diamond? Dura, D-U-R-R-A. Or if you don't like two R's next to each other, you can get rid of them. Well, just one of them. You got you got to have one of them at least. Noun from 1798. This is any of several grain sorghums widely grown in warm, dry regions. So it's a it's a grain. Dura is a grain, and the name is from the Arabic word dura, spelled D H U R A. Durst. D-U-R-S-T. This is archaic, and it's also the it's the past dialect form of the word dare. So, like, are we talking about, like, I dare you to do a thing? So, in the past form, we would now say, I dared you to do that, and you didn't do that, and I'm very frustrated that you didn't do that, and now you must face the punishment. Um, but I guess they just used to say durst. I durst you. I durst this face. Weird, weird stuff. The last word is durum wheat. Durum, durum, durem. That's all that's fine. Not probably durem. I think it's just durum. D-U-R-U-M. Next word, wheat. W-H-E-A-T. Noun from circa 1903. This is a wheat that yields a glutinous flour used especially in pasta. And it's also just called durum. You don't have to say wheat every time. So, oh yes, this is also from the Latin word durus, which means hard. And um, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, is it hardy? Hardy, that's spelled differently, but um, maybe it's hardy. Maybe it's literally hard. I don't know why they would take that word to describe this type of wheat. This species name is Triticum durum. And that's it. And that was the last word. So it is now time to pick a word of the episode. So we had durable press, durables, duralumin, duramater, durance, duration, durative, durbar, yeah, durbar, Duress, Durham, Durham Rule, Durian, Durin, Durmast Oak, uh, Durn, Duro, Durock, Durometer, Dura, Durst, and Durham Wheat. Hmm. So, so many words. I'm, uh, I'm not entirely sure, uh, what, which one I'm loving. 
Um, I mean, you know, I think the duramater is the super important stuff that keeps all of your, your brain juices together, and I do appreciate that. Um, I hope I never have any injuries to my duramater. Um, anything else interesting? I like the, uh, you know, we got trees and hogs, short horns, whatever kind of animals those are. They probably have some, some, some horns that stick out just a little bit. Um, duration... Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think I'm leaning towards this Duramater one. Yeah. Make sure you take care of your Duramater. It's protecting your brain and spinal cord. The Duramater is really important to protect your stuff. <laughs> yep, that's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. It's been a few days since I recorded. Um, ooh, I don't think I mentioned this one, did I? If I did, I'll do it again. We watched the movie, because it's movie time. It's the end of the episode. I often talk about movies sometimes. Deal with it. Um, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. I feel like everybody needs to see this movie. I never read the book, but I love the movie. Uh, again, I think everybody should watch it. It's very important. It's very good. It's smart. It deals with so many things. It feels like incredibly realistic, uh, an incredibly realistic way to show this life situation during this time period. And uh, yes, so good, so good. Please watch it. Okay, that's a good place to end this. Oh, look, haven't even had a half hour. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, oh, we got to say, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.